Welcome back. You're listening to the 123 show this afternoon on RTHK Radio 3. I'm Karen Ko with you. It's eight minutes past two. And you just heard the song, How Can I, by singer Chance Emerson. Chance is a Hong Kong uh, musician who's been writing and releasing his original music for quite a few years now. And I'm thrilled to tell you that he joins me on the line right now uh, on the phone. So Chance, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me, yeah. Well, it's great that you're here. I know you're a university student in the U.S., but you're back here in Hong Kong for now, right? Yeah, yeah, back for um, the rest of the year. Okay, so tell us more about you, your story. I know you grew up part of your life in Hong Kong and, and your parents live here, but give us more information about you. Totally. Um, so I was born in Taipei, um, and then I spent some time there. I went to preschool there, and then I moved to Hong Kong with my family, and I spent a while at the Canadian International School of Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and I went to school there for a while. Um, that's kind of where I started um, getting really into playing guitar and and making music. But I was I was mostly playing covers. And then I went to high school in the U.S. in New Hampshire at a boarding school, and that's where I started writing my own music and performing that. And that's where I made my first EP in 2017. And then. Um, after that, um, I went to college and, and just put out another an, an album. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is really cool. So let's go back a little bit. So a lot of kids in Hong Kong, uh, in particular, when they first start to learn music, it's at school, you know, in a band or orchestra. And, you know, very often they start with cello or violin or piano or something like that. What was, what was your first instrument and did you stick with it? Oh, I definitely did not stick with my first <laughs> instrument. My, uh, my, I think my first instrument was actually um, the violin back okay. when I was still living in Taipei. And it just, I went through so many instruments before I found the guitar and, and figured out that was the one that spoke to me. But I remember I did violin for a while, I did piano forever, and I just really kind of despised the piano. <laughs> but um, it gave, I think piano was, was really critical because it gave me a really good backbone in like, kind of chords and, and music theory that's been really helpful in songwriting and performing even on the guitar and then um in school and stuff I, I had to do i was also in a band so i did french horn in the orchestra or electric bass at one point i think at one point i also learned the ocarina wow <laughs> yeah. so lots of lots of strange instruments before settling on the guitar so do you think it's interesting you said that you know you started with um violin and piano and do you think that actually that does make a difference if you have some background in a sort of classical instrument because you can read music and you can understand um melody and you can understand timing and all that kind of thing yeah, I think that piano is a really, really phenomenal instrument to start on. As much as like I didn't love it too much, I'm I'm very grateful to my parents for making me stick with it for. I think I played it for like eight, eight, eight or so years, and um, I think that, that having that piano background really made it a lot easier to pick up any instrument I wanted in the future. Um, it also really helps with songwriting and mm. that kind of thing. So tell tell us more about songwriting. Um, what what's the process for you when you decide to write a song? I mean, do you does something just come into your head, whether it's whether it's the melody or the story or the beat or the lyrics? Yeah, totally. Um, so as far as songwriting goes, for me, um, I find it's almost always a lot better when I don't you know sit down and say, "Hey, I'm writing a song now." Um, it's it kind of got to be an organic process. And 
what happens with that is I one of my, my most important tools for songwriting, strangely enough, is, is actually my iPhone because mm-hmm. I basically live on the voice memos app. Like I'll be out, you know, buying groceries or, or on a run or something, you know, something will pop into my head and I'll just whip out my phone, hum it into the voice memos app. And then it'll kind of sit there for a week or two. And then I'll, I'll kind of go back and look through my voice memos and see if anything sticks out to me. And then if there's, it's, it's almost always a melody um, or like a set of chords. It's very rarely that I, I come up with the lyrics first, but there'll be something that sticks out to me. And then, that'll be stuck in my head and then I'll write around that for a little while but it almost starts almost all of my songs start out in the voice memos app <laughs> oh okay so if we were to get a hold of your phone that would be a rich source of material oh absolutely I think there's like several thousand voice memos in there wow not that I I don't know that many of them are particularly com- comprehensible to anyone but me <laughs> sometimes I'm just talking but um you know sometimes it'll be like little arrangement things where and, and none of them sound particularly good because I'll be like out and like, like say I'm on a run, it'll just be me panting, and you'll have to pick out the actual notes from the panting. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So it's it's like it's you, it's in your own little code that only you can understand. You can decipher. <laughs> yeah, and and almost always I, I write the songs, um, like I'll take them out of that that voice memo context, and I'll I'll write them on um, solo guitar and and vocals and have it be kind of because my my background is in singer-songwriter stuff even now as I'm kind of transitioning over to being like uh the leader of a band and playing with my band Mm. for all my songs my roots are always going to be in like that singer-songwriter folky scene and I personally think that if a song can't be like stripped bare and sound really or or just be really engaging on just vocals and one supporting instrument, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that good of a song. And Mm. that's kind of like a criteria I set for myself. So that's why I I write every song just on vocals and guitar. Because, you know, in in like the the arrangement process, I I can add tons and tons of crazy instruments onto the song, but if the source material, if that song itself isn't engaging, the final product is going to be either... Right, exactly. It's like if the cake is no good, no matter how much decoration you put on it, it's not going to be good. Exactly, yeah. So tell us, Chance, um, how would you describe your genre or style? I mean, you, you said that now you're um, playing with a band. Is, is it? Right. Would you categorize yourself as any particular kind of music? Um, you know, like I think that I've, I've had a lot of time in the in my last couple releases have kind of lived in like the whole indie folk pop kind of world mm-hmm. but um i think I'm, I'm constantly diversifying and um i think that genre wise i think the thing that links my songs together um rather than being a genre is kind of that all of my songs are about my personal experiences okay and i think that um i guess the genre is growing up <laughs> <laughs> it's the genre of uh, chance emerson <laughs> so what about your musical influences i mean are there particular musicians bands singers that have have uh, influenced you as you've grown up yeah totally um i'm fortunate to have grown up in like a very musical household and there's always music on the on the speakers something good playing um and like i grew up listening to a lot of the beatles and that kind of thing and a lot of like really good old music or you know what people would call classic music now Mm -hmm. um and then when i went out to the states i was exposed to a lot more 
um, music. I was exposed to musicians like um, Matt Corby. Mm. Uh, who's an I love Australian. Matt Corby. Yes, he's great. Yeah. Unbelievable musician. Like one of my favorite albums is his um, album Telluric. I think that's how you say it. Uh-huh. Um, and and actually, The Grateful Dead. Oh. I, I was exposed to in the U.S. and that 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 was a kind of a big big deal for me. And then the Rolling Stones actually came way after the Beatles, but that was a big influence as well. Hmm. So quite a wide variety there. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, I don't know, I listen to like a wide variety of music, but the music I make, I think, is very much based on like the music that I listen to. Um, but it's also, like, I don't, like when I hear a Grateful Dead song, I, I don't go and like go start writing a song that sounds like the Grateful Dead. Like I'll I'll take their influence and then I'll try and make it my own. And um, I think I end up with a song that, or I hope I end up with a song that sounds like Chance Emerson. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now we mentioned at the top that you are at university. You're first year university student, right? Yeah. And and you're yeah. studying what? Um, right now I'm studying astrophysics. Astrophysics, but, um, okay. That's yeah, quite definitely apt to change. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a contrast from music. But how do you manage your time between study and and working on your music? Um, I think that I mean my parents are gonna hate to hear this, but I think it depends <laughs> on the semester. <laughs> like it's it's for example, like the first semester I was at, at school um, I definitely prioritized my academics, and I was like, "All right, let's let's you know go, go do all these classes." But the next semester, which was this this past semester, the spring semester, um, I had the album coming out, and I had spent like what like two years working on that album, and I was like, um, "Sorry, I'm not I'm not going to prioritize my my engineering exam over." You know, because I had an engineering exam the day the album released, and I was like, okay, um, oh. I, have to, I have to pick one to focus on, and I chose the album, and I, I definitely don't regret that. So I think it depends on the term, but it's it's definitely an interesting balance. Yeah, I'm sure it is, and I'm sure it will continue to be. Now let's talk a little bit more about um, your album. So it came out in March. It's called The Raspberry Men, right? So what yeah. what's behind that title? So that um, that is actually... It's my favorite track on the album. It's the last song on the album. It's a song, yeah, it's called The Raspberry Man. And I just think that a lot of the time for me, um, when I write a song, you know, kind of as I go through the process of finishing writing a song and then performing it a couple times, performing it several times, and then going into the recording studio and actually putting it together, um, songs will sort of, like, lose meaning from the moment they're finished in Mm. terms of, like, lyrics and melody and when, when the whole song is done, like the more I play it, the less it means to me. Strangely enough, um, and it just becomes like another song. Like it will never mean as much to me as like the moment in which I wrote it. But this song in particular, for some reason, um, that song, the Raspberry Man, like even through the whole um, production, arrangement, and recording process, every time I play, it, I still get that same feeling. And it's a song about getting older, and it's a song about kind of being afraid of like the future, but also like cautiously optimistic and it's my whole take on like all these lofty concepts that I feel like everyone has to grapple with when they're growing up like the human condition and what mm. everything means and so I just thought it was a very um apt way to sum up the whole you know album into one 
like idea. That's great. Now you've you've already had over a million streams of your uh, music on Spotify. What are your future hopes and plans for your music career? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna keep putting out music. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not working on an album right now, but I'm definitely working on some some new singles that I hope to put out soon. And um, I'm trying to figure out what like the next the next sound will be because I I kind of like that a lot of musicians these days they'll put out an album and they'll put out another album. It was clearly them, but like the sound will definitely be different. Like, right. You can distinguish one album from the next album, and so I'm still trying to like, explore and write new songs and figure out what's kind of next in terms of like music that I put out. But um, I'm really hoping as soon as it's, it's safe to do so to get back into um, playing live music. That was a big part of um, this whole album push was, was playing around. I did a release show in Boston and I was hoping to get down to New York and, and Philadelphia this summer. But don't think that's going to happen this summer, but as soon as it can happen, I can't wait for it to yeah, happen. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you're itching to get back on stage. So yeah. we're going to play one more of your songs. You you chose it for us, and it's called It Won't Be Pretty. So tell us just a little bit about that. Yeah, totally. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of the music I listened to kind of at an early stage in my like musical development was Motown and like very Motown pop rock kind of thing. And I thought it'd be really fun to put together a track that was kind of like an homage to that kind of music that's just like fairly upbeat, kind of driving, like old or just like classic vintage kind of aesthetic to it. And and so I, I wrote this song and I was producing it with that in mind. And um, it's about matters of the heart that mm-hmm. I think, or I hope everyone can relate to and, and it's about like the end of a relationship and you know trying to get over all of that but um yeah that is that's kind of what the, the song is about okay well we're going to play it in just a second but chance i just want to say thanks for joining us today and telling us uh, more about your music and all the best for everything that's coming in the future yeah absolutely thank you so much for having me and uh my album the raspberry man you can find it on every music service and um, I'm on Instagram at chance.s.emerson Awesome. Okay, why don't you introduce the song and I'll play it. Alright, um, here is It Won't Be Pretty off of The Raspberry Man. 